0: My video good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Patrick Shanley, and I'm very excited because today is our 50th episode of this show, which is pretty amazing that we've done 50 of these but less amazing when you realize that I think we started this over three years ago. Uh, Joining me, as always, is my best friend and co-host and the owner of a brand new, pretty awesome fade haircut, Edmund Arnold. What's up? Uh,
0: Thank you. Thank you for highlighting my fade. My fade. Thank you. I wish people could see you. It should be a video podcast. Yes. I look look very handsome and happy 50th. We've done this. We've done each other 50 times. Talked to each other 50 times. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way to refer to it. Yes. Yes, congratulations on fifty times. I don't think we've done anything fifty times together. I no, I definitely we haven't. out fifty times. I've never. I haven't brushed my
1: teeth fifty times. Mm-mm. In my Mm-mm. life. Yeah. So pretty, pretty big milestone for us and for you, listeners. If you've listened to all fifty podcasts, we will send you
0: a keychain. It's not related <laughs> to the podcast. It'll just be a keychain. It's going to be a welcome to Berkeley, California keychain. <laughs> <laughs> you can only get those in Berkeley, California. Only, yeah, I, I'm going to Berkeley for you to, this afternoon. Nice. I'll pick it up. Let's I, talk about I risk COVID for you. You're a brave soul. Let's Damn. talk about butts. Eddie. I love talking about butts. Butts. Yeah, let's talk about our butts.
1: Yeah, um, we can talk about butts generally a little okay. bit later, but let's specifically Damn. talk about Damn. butts in uh, Mass Effect. Oh, Mass Effect butts. Okay. Yes, okay. Mass, okay. Butts. Mass, Mass butts. Mass butts effect. Mass butts. If you were a fan of Mass Effect, uh, the original Bioware games that came out over a decade ago now, which is I annoying. was, yeah, I think Very most myself. people who played video games at that time period were, because they're amazing mm-hmm. games, and they featured some pretty rocking behinds in that game too. Um, notably, the character of Miranda in Mass Effect Two, who wears a skin tight, I don't even know what is that. What is she wearing? A spacesuit? Yeah, just skin tight spacesuit. Yeah, like she's kind of dressed like a gymnast but like also an astronaut at the same time yes i feel like that describes her look quite yeah, well i
0: think that's a great that's a great look yeah thank I you um a great look a great description yeah
1: it's a good look she looks pretty good it's hilarious to me that it still shows cleavage but whatever um so the game focuses a lot in some cutscenes and dialogue like snippets on her rear end Uh, there's a lot of butt shots it's not just her but I feel like she is the one who gets the most talk about her butt and with the new version of the game that is coming out the remastered um, what's the actual name of this legendary edition (laughs) not that legendary without the button there Um, (laughs) the legendary edition is going to alter some of the camera angles for the butt shots and like everything else in the entire world that caused
0: controversy for some reason (laughs) people like that butt shot yeah, I think people. Uh, it it was gratuitous. Like that's not. Oh yeah, there, no doubt. There, there was a lot of butts in it. It was all jokes aside. It was ridiculous when you think about it. Uh, that game had a lot of gratuitous shots of just. I, th- I also remember it was noted that they're getting rid of a lot of the shots with Shepard, where he would mm-hmm. sit with his legs wide open. Yes. So you know, just you know, both <clears throat> equal sides. But yeah, it seems like they're getting rid of a lot of butt shots. A lot of I, I think there were like side jokes to her butt too, or. Yeah, some instances where people would say something about rear rear assets or something there
1: are a couple of those in there and then even beyond that the the diaspora around this game when it launched was a lot of people talking about how particularly her character how like i don't know there's no other word really to like (laughs) encapsulate what i'm saying but how sexy her character design was
0: um so that was like a big point about this game but all the characters in that game are like Pretty sexed up. Yeah, but Miranda was sex. Miranda was the only person that was like she would be talking about her. She talks about it, past. right? Not, no, she doesn't talk about her butt, but she's talking about no, her no, tragic no. past and like her trauma. And then all of a sudden, the camera like shifts to her butt out of nowhere <laughs> while she's still going on with this story. Yeah, that's a little strange. Think, I don't think it does it. The character, no other character gets that type of treatment in the series. And, like, yes, there's butt shots, mm-hmm. but not when there's like crucial moments during their backstory, or not every time yeah, their character backstory. is featured <laughs> or every time their character is featured on screen. It was just anytime Miranda yep. showed up, you're going to get a butt shot.
1: Yeah, so it is like when they use the word gratuitous, I think it actually fits here for sure. Um, I don't think that's just being thrown around. Um, What I remember from the game, and it's been a long time since I played this game, there's actually she has a monologue where she addresses how attractive she is because she's genetically altered, right? She was, she has an incredibly like high IQ and like acumen physically, and then also like her looks were all like designed to be that way, like she's like designed to be this type of superhuman or whatever. I think that's what it is, and I apologize because it has been a long time since I played this game, but it is. I I don't know how it's not funny, you know, like I get that there's like deeper conversations here, but it's also us talking about butts. Um, And I think it is the right decision to do stuff like this only because why is it in there? I I play Final Fantasy games a lot. I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned that ever. Um, And in one of my favorite Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy X, there's so many butt shots, so much so that there was a YouTuber years ago who made like a video where he was like re-reviewing it and he had a running ass count throughout the entire game. Of how many times, like, it just focused on a female character's ass in the game. And it did make me a little uncomfortable when I played that game, like, if my parents were in the room or something. Or even when I was playing it myself, I'd just be sitting there, especially as, I got older, be like, why is the camera focusing on the butt right now in all these moments? And exactly what you said, it'd be, like, a pretty pivotal plot scene, and then just, like,
0: ass. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I don't know, and, you know, sex sells. Um, Yeah. A lot of these games sell to... Type of demographic that like looking at virtual butts. So, but okay, I I don't know. I'm Uh, sorry because you're
1: getting on a point, but I want to just right there. There's a difference between something like the Dead or Alive series or like even Bayonetta um, that that's part of the sell of the game. Right?
0: Is that is it? Is Dead or Alive? Yeah, Dead or Alive alive for sure. I mean, physics. I don't know if if the sex. It was intentionally. What set out.
1: some of her moves are like straight up, like she ties a guy to a like a ball gag and like whips him. Yeah, but that's because she's a
0: a, a witch. That's what witches do. Dude, you don't I, know anything uh, about witches. We've established I, this already on the podcast. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Bayonetta. but I I do remember she was in a skin sight too a suit, but I don't remember any. I don't know, I it's made of wrong. her hair. I, I could be wrong. I don't remember any sexualized moves.
1: There are definitely sexualized moves in that game and okay. it is like part of the game and it's different in something like that where that's so it's different to me maybe people have different opinions on this but uh, it, like I think the main crux of this argument here is what you were saying where like if somebody's giving like their tragic backstory and then you know boom like let's focus on this person's butt as they're doing it like that is a bit of a disconnect and where it becomes jarring and gratuitous frankly
0: right. Right. Uh,
1: so I don't know. It's just like with everything else like I think when people get in these types of conversations they try to make them into much bigger conversations too often I feel like whereas something like this this was something when this game was made for better or worse there was like a different perceived audience of who was going to be playing this game and like a different I'm going to say like a rule book but like these things were more common back then I think and now as gaming has become more mainstream and the audience is obviously much wider and maybe the people who are working on them are – I don't want to sound like I'm on a high horse right here when I say like, they're more um, sophisticated, the people who are making the games and the storytelling. Familiar. Yeah, that's a part of it too, right? So I get it and I think it's a good change. I think – i just really don't see the other side of this argument i mean i do in some sense if like you're a purist and you want like the same exact experience but really i mean like if this was like a vital part of the video game to you and i also don't think we ran a really great um op-ed piece by one of my writers the other day talking about the original laura croft design and what Mm -hmm. she argued in her piece was um was that the original laura croft design Was often used, you know, like talk about like male gaze or like somebody who was objectified, like the old Laura. But at the same time, there's a a whole generation of like young women who grew up like idolizing this type of character. And that just because a woman is attractive or sexy doesn't mean that she's necessarily being objectified. Um, I think there's obviously cases in which Laura Croft was objectified, but just because of how they're dressed or how they look does not mean they're objectified just because of that. There are buxom women, there are, you know, sexually attractive women, and there are women who use that for xyz other reasons but there is a difference between having a character be physically attractive and having that them even being self-aware of it and then also just having the game focus on that as like their driving characteristic or you know using it as an object or something to like bluntly hit you over the head and be like here's an ass shot
0: yeah yeah i I, and i would like to I, I my argument would just be I would wonder what a if they would have kept that original design of Laura Croft over what that would look like and w- like the people handling it would they have been able to do it with grace or would they have been gratuitous about it either I think Who knows that, the, the problem is is that men are, men are prim- primitive I, you know I don't, I don't <laughs> think there's any way to, to sugarcoat it or anything I think whenever you're gonna put out a this certain design from someone someone's gonna take it someone's gonna over sexualize it and it's gonna become a problem right um I
1: yeah. well you have you ever just googled overwatch just like I, yeah, google I mean, any female character
0: from that game it's just, it's a whole reddit channel right like you see people joke about it all the time with just like there are you know comic sex sex comics out there and I don't you know it just it's it's a hard conversation to have because we don't have a woman in the podcast right. and I don't want to <laughs> spe- say anything um, without hearing everyone's perspective first but I think it's just with video games it's so different and the way you have to be careful how you sexualize people especially with young men playing it mm. and I think with the development cycle and with young men especially with the Miranda issue I don't know so much about the law I it's hard because graphic uh, fidelity was different back then I don't know it's it's weird because it's i don't know man it's hard it's a hard conversation to have and i don't, True. Know, I don't know if we're equipped to have it but i am my overall point is the way that miranda was sexualized was gratuitous mm-hmm. it was a pivotal part of her character i think they tried to write it in as her character to the point where it was it was disgusting and i also think the problem with it was that she was also a romanceable character and i don't know if that made her more appealing to young people playing it um but, yeah, it's a hard conversation to have, and I don't know if I'm equipped enough to have that conversation.
1: Yeah, and I think that's fair, and I'm not even trying to have like that necessarily have that conversation because it's, like, whatever. It's not a great look for, like, two dudes to just be sitting around, like, talking about, like, how women are sexualized. And I
0: days and everything about, yeah. It's sure,
1: just... and sorry if I even, like, hit on those things. It's not exactly what I'm trying to say. I'm more talking about, like, just the way the game was framed originally and how maybe the industry has changed, so more of a... Um, I'm not going to say like a business perspective on this. What I'm trying to say is that I guess maybe I am. I think it'd be dumb to leave it the same way it was if you were Bioware here because you are going to open up these conversations if you launch the game the way it originally was. And I think this is a smarter business tack doing it that way. And then also like the ramifications of that is that you were aware now of what the audience is now for games or what it might have already been back then. Uh, I don't know what the demographics were for games in 2008, 2009, whenever it was these games came out. But it was perceived, at least, that it was much more male-dominated than it is now, even though it still is perceived as being incredibly male-dominated. So in that respect, I think that this is the right move. And beyond that is what the trend of the industry seems to be going in. There are...
0: mm,
1: I don't even want to say that because there are certainly still games that sexualize its characters. We just talked about Overwatch and how it does that. But there's a difference between... Uh, the audience sexualizing the character and the developers sexualizing, yeah, the character.
0: and and that's the yeah. I, well, the audience is going to sexualize anyone, and I also want to make the point that there's also a lot of more a lot more young women playing video games these days. It's a huge demographic of people that play video games are young women. So I mm-hmm. and I wonder and you is you know we also have to state that there's an imbalance of the amount of women playing video games and the amount of women that are in the development of video games so you know and i still don't know who's behind these decisions of who is be, like behind the decisions of creating these characters and modeling these characters and that's why it's hard for me to have this conversation without the, ba- the back research it's not that i don't want to have the conversation because i think this conversation that needs mm. to be had but i think without the research and without the proper like footing, I think this is a very dangerous conversation that two men can have, and we can start falling down a very slippery slope.
1: Sure, you but definitely it, can. I, it does, it regulates me a little bit because I just feel like it, it, there are certain topics that, like, you need to have certain voices on. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it, it behooves lots of people to have conversations about these things, even if it's, like, a limited one. As long as you're understanding the fact that, like, you are limited in the way that you can cover a conversation, you know? Between us, it's hard to have, like, a deeper conversation on this. However, I also don't think that, like, we, we're in a world where, like, you can't talk about certain things. And some of that is good and some of it's not good. But as long as, like, you're upfront about your limitations with talking about a topic, I think it's still better for more people to talk about a topic than less people talking about a topic.
0: Yeah, and I will push back. I, I think okay. anyone can talk about anything. I just think that if you don't have the proper backing to talk about it and the proper, like, reading materials and the proper research behind it, I don't think you should even touch on it and I, I think that's why um, I don't want to touch on it because I can sit here and get on a high horse and talk about the way that Diva's character was portrayed mm-hmm. and, you know her being a 17 year old and also being in a skin tight suit she's 17 I, I believe so but then again I can't have that conversation because I don't really know if she's 17 mm-hmm. right and I'm just pulling stuff out my butt and that's the thing that I'm talking about that's the type of that's the type that's what's going on with and i think a lot of times when these people are having conversations is that people don't have the proper footing and they're just pulling stuff out of their ass
1: i do too i think that there's a lot of claiming to be
0: an expert on something or
1: maybe not even that harshly i'm just thinking that like your position is gospel
0: on certain things that would benefit more from a nuanced conversation and I also want to step back just a little bit, and I, mm-hmm. I want to—I under—I want to know how difficult it is to design a character in today's age with everything going on around body image, right? Yeah. So it's like, oh, you can't design someone too skinny because certain people will get upset, or you can't design someone that looks realistic because certain people will get upset. So I wonder yeah. what what goes behind a decision, uh, especially around these characters. Like, a Destruction All Stars just came out. And that's a game that has a lot of diverse characters. Uh, and, and You're going to get a lot more games like Overwatch and a lot more games that focus on these characters that... Apex Legends, and they're really going to have the characters on highlight or on you know on blast because they want you to start buying things for these characters mm-hmm. so when there's such a focus on characters i'm just wondering what type of decisions go being that's a good that's a pretty good interview that you should have with someone
1: i think so too and it's something that i've thought about before uh, it's just it's difficult because it, first off your audience is so large now that
0: especially yeah there's
1: just so many people from different walks of life and you might not even know something that you did would offend somebody Uh, which is something that happens a lot. I don't think there's a lot of... I'm not saying that you always need to give people the benefit of the doubt because sometimes it's clear that they don't deserve it, but a lot of times these are not decisions that were made in order to upset somebody. And I guess that's the other part of this conversation that comes up, right? Is that if you have a more diverse group of people who are working on it, then maybe you're more aware of these blind spots that you might have. But even then, you can have an incredibly diverse team that works on something and still end up making something that, you know, rankles people the wrong way. I don't know know what the answer is, to be honest with you. I'm not trying to say that I have the answer. I'm just, it's it's a very difficult thing when you have such an enormous audience for whatever property that you're trying to make. Um, And I think maybe that's why, if you're going to make a game, and you see more with indie games, I guess, um, you're focusing on characters that don't really have that, you know, like, let's say you're a Shovel Knight, or let's say, I mean, I'm just going to use these two examples because i played these games recently, or like a Dead Cells, you know, like they're anthropomorphic characters, but they're not really, they're not anything, you know, like one doesn't have a head, one is just an armor the entire time. Like everything is so fantastical that it's not really like part of the world that we're in. Or you anthropomorphize like animals, you know, like have like a
0: Sonic the Hedgehog or whatever it is? Well, like what about H- Hades? You know, look at Hades' mm-hmm. characters' designs. They were super sexy. Like, mm, all of them, <laughs> man and female. So I'm like... Is it a problem if you sexual if you sexualize both parties on both sides? Like, I you know where is that where the line is drawn? If is the line bad because Miranda was all more sexualized than Jacob? We got no butt shots of Jacob. If we had more butt shots of Jacob, would we would we be able to keep the butt shots in for Miranda? Or is it just this over-sexualization of all that we're trying to get rid of? So that's something that I'd want to ask too.
1: Um, Yeah, and again, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if a lot of people who talk about these things necessarily have these answers, because it seems sometimes a character can be sexualized and it's well-received, and then other times a character can be sexualized and it's completely ill-received. And I think, again, it comes down to like... I hate this word because it's such, like, an easy cop-out. Like, but it was nuanced, man. Like, you just have to be nuanced about it. But I think at a base level, we all kind of understand the difference between Miranda telling a story about, like, how her parents were killed and then, like, showing her butt as she's doing it and having, like, a good-looking character, like, struggling in the real Like, Kratos is ripped out of his freaking mind, right? Like, I wish I had the body that Kratos has, but I don't, and I look like crap. But he never feels like...
0: He's never sexualized.
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I guess not. He's there's not no, really, but...
0: There's no, like... not in the new
1: game. I mean, in the old game, you can have, like, a threesome and then, like, use,
0: like, a no. quick-time event. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, yeah, but... And also, do is it changing because games look better?
1: I, I think that's a huge part. You hit on that earlier and I wanted to come back to it, so I'm glad you brought it up. But yeah, having hyper-realism absolutely makes this, like, a more fraught landscape.
0: It's Yeah, you have to be very careful, right? Because the games just look so real now. Games look so good now. And I wonder if it's that was what came up when they were looking at Mass Effect. They're like, man, this looks so good now. And they're like, whoa, we might need to tone some of this stuff down.
1: Yeah. And what are, you know, it used to be... Uh, it used to not be full performance capture for the actors, right? And there are specific rules that are in place for sex scenes for actors in Hollywood. And they've, they've actually redone some of those rules in recent years in light of the Me Too movement. So I'm wondering with performance capture as it becomes more and more real, how are they shooting sex scenes in video games? Has anyone had that conversation? I haven't had that conversation. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it out there.
0: How did they film that sex scene in Last of Us 2? Uh, like, With it's a motion ca- I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, like, how do they do this? Like, That's the last section that I've thought about or I've seen in a video game.
1: When you don't necessarily have to have your actors, like, simulate that act because you can just do that part of it. Um... You know, I want to say in post, but I mean like they don't have to necessarily be doing it. That doesn't have to be full performance capture. I don't think so. So like, what is the ruling? What What do you do in that situation?
0: I don't know. Talk to someone about it. It's yeah, very I don't interesting. know. You Lots know. of great questions and no answers at all. That's our podcast. Can you even talk about sex with video games? Like, is that a, even a topic well, that you can explore? B- well, there you go. That's like exactly what we were saying earlier. You can talk, talk about the violence like, like, all day, but as soon as you bring up sex, it's like, thank oh, you. Oh, I don't know.
1: Well, this is one things thing, tab- it's not even one thing, one sector of one thing is taboo and like only certain people are allowed to talk about it and like you're not even allowed to ask these questions if you're part of this one group. Well that's super limiting and no progress is made that way. And then also like there are certainly experts who can talk to a lot of these things, but I don't know how many are there and who is talking to them and who decided that like this person is the spokesperson for all of these issues, right? Like why is this not more of a conversation, why are there not like things talked about in this? And like you just said, I can have incredibly, unfathomably, hyper-realistic violence in games, and that's perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Stu- I don't understand that. We we hear taught we hear studies about it all the time, and I maybe I need to sit back and read more about like how um, like any study about how the, the female sexuation in video games what's what it does to the male brain or the female brain, and effects of that. I mean, we've seen what studies have said about what violence o- the overexposure of violence video games does to the uh, adolescent brain. So it's and I, you know and I think it's also scarier because school shootings allude to like oh they, you need to blame someone cuz why would a precious child shoot up a school, right? Mm-hmm. So you need a culprit and I think no one really talks about anything when in regards of sex because there's not anything.
1: So I actually I wrote about this back in 2019. I actually won an award for this. Um, about how the industry is doing that is that like sex has been really addressed by lots of people in this industry but violence is I mean it's still used to sell a lot of these things. I mean look at the look at the trailers for Mortal Kombat and look at just the fatalities in Mortal Kombat and they're over the top and I get it but I mean like they're horribly unbelievably violent and with really realistic character models like it is more and more shocking every time. And it, you talk about that And people have a much more like, oh, well, you're being, like, puritanical if you're, like, having an issue with the violence. Like, it's obviously, like, it's obviously fake. But when you talk about, like, sexuality, that is something that is much more like, oh, yeah, well, that needs to be, like, addressed and has something happening about it. Well, why is it one and not the other? Especially when it's not gratuitous with sexuality. Let's say it's something that's, like, a more tender moment between people or just, like, more casual, realistic nudity and something. That why... Why is that still there? I, I I feel like that is a fair question to ask, and I do not understand why it is viewed as something that like
0: is more taboo. Yeah, and I think it also needs to be studied because I think it, it would shed light onto why men are so hostile, especially young men are so hostile to the young women getting into the gaming atmosphere, right? Because um, that's not anything that's uh, secret. You always see young uh, women or females on Twitch, and they're just getting just harassed and beat up and it's it's disgusting how they get treated whenever they try to enter the gaming um environment so maybe there needs to be more focus on why the sexualization of females in video games the so over sexualization of female in video games allude to young men viewing them as sex objects and maybe that's why they treat women so bad when they try to in- enter this um, environment or enter this gaming community so, you know, there's a lot. And I, I agree with you. I think there needs to be more looked at. And I think there is some researchers and there's some there's some research out there, but there's nearly not as much research out there. Um, there's way more. I mean, I, I mean, to say there's way more research about the way violence affects video. I mean, when I was in psychology right. class, that's all we talked about was violence in video games. Never once talked about sexualization in video
1: games. I mean, the White House for three,
0: uh,
1: three <laughs> administrations in the White House, actually four, I guess, if you want to count like, Tipper Gore back in the 90s um, have addressed violence in video games. And I, as far as I've seen, I've never seen the White House talk about sexualization in video games.
0: No and I, you know it's a taboo to talk about sexual violence and sexual assault and things like that and where mm-hmm. the root of it. but when you th- see you, like I said school shootings and uh, male violence you need to white male violence in particular you need to have a corporate to blame and that's who the, it's easy to blame video games and violent hip hop and violent rock music
1: yeah i mean it's been going on for decades
0: and it's still going on yeah but and then when it comes to sexualization i guess people are just blind to it they don't it's hard to try to view our children in a negative light and i think when we try to especially video games i think we didn't talk about this but there's a that ninja comment that was said a couple weeks months Mm -hmm. ago about him not being a parent and parents should be better i think there's a lot of truth to that statement we can talk about it all we want but i think there's a lot of just and i think he even says like watch watch your kids play video games when you think they're when they think you're not watching and you yeah. you'll see your true child um and I, and i think that's a lot what we need to be doing um
1: i think so too i just i I don't know. It's just it's a hard it's
0: a it's a broad topic. It's it a is a broad,
1: broad topic, topic for sure. Yeah. And just discourse online is just such a low level of conversation and it's just it's like a point scoring thing. It just feels like you're in a game all the time. And it's just no one benefits from that. Sorry this is so like rote. Everyone knows this and like we all say it all the time and yet it still happens every day, you know? You go online, it's this dumb like dunking on people, and it's just, no one is helped in that situation. If you actually want to address a problem, then address the problem and have real conversations about it. But it's just like telling certain people that they're not even allowed to like question anything or talk about any issue at all. How is that helpful for anybody? And if that's really the case, then have a conversation with them. Don't try to dunk on them on Twitter. Who is, what do you gain from there? You've either just rooted that person in whatever belief they had or whatever people follow that person or more rooted in their belief. How is that helpful for a conversation? If they're, if they're being genuine. Sorry, that's what use, I mean, yes, if sorry. If they're yeah. being
0: genuine. If they're just being an asshole about it, then dunk on them all they want, all you want. Like, yeah. But that's, the, that's, the, that's the atmosphere that the internet has created. But I mean, and we can talk in circles all day long, but I mean, the fact of the matter is these Miranda butt shots need to be removed and they're being removed. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how things will be moving forward. If we're going to get still get gratuitous butt shots in games, I haven't. I mean, there was *Nier Automata* that had mm-hmm. a lot of butt shots, and I know people talked about that all the time. And you could do some disgusting, you can do some gross things in that game. So I, you know, there's also that conversation to be had as moving forward, are we going to continue to see things like that, especially with the realism of video games? But
1: yeah, see. I there's always going to be sex cells, like you said, and like anyone i don't think anyone actually thinks that it doesn't sell it clearly does it's everywhere you know and to a certain degree i don't necessarily this is my own personal opinion i guess but i don't think it's necessarily unhealthy to like understand that sex does sell or that like people do enjoy looking
0: at people that they find sexually attractive like i don't they know definitely if don't like listening looking at people that they don't find sexually attractive <laughs> well, we that's can say, it lasts of us too so you give us realistic body models, people freak out. So where's the, where's, the, where's the golden middle, right? Yeah, well,
1: I think that's where the conversation lies, right? It's not that, like, I don't want to sound puritanical and saying, like, I don't want sex or violence in, like, media because I think that they have a place in storytelling. Obviously, it's a big part of life. Um, but there's a difference between using it gratuitously and using it as, you know, like, a a true tool of narrative or a true, like, character characterization of a character you know like it's part of
0: life it's it doesn't help anyone to act like it's not a part of life yeah and, and i'm not over here saying that you know sexualization in games is bad like sex games are bad because yeah if you're an adult and you can consume that stuff healthily and that's an outlet for you then you want to get engaged in that and so you know as long as it's healthy and you're not hurting anyone then so be it but You know, for these kids and a lot of these adolescents growing up, we have to be careful about the type of media they consume. And I'm not a parent; I'm saying this. I just work with these kids, and I see the type of stuff that they're consuming. And
1: this game was rated M, by the way. Mass Effect is rated M. Right, right. But I'm not saying that makes up for the gratuity in it. I'm just how old were you when you played Mass Effect? That's a good question. Well, no, I think the first one came out. I was already in college.
0: Was did Mass Effect come out when we were in? Yeah, ten years ago. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we were. We were over eighteen. i was proud to say yeah but i mean i played i played played, uh san Andreas when i was like 14 so yeah yeah same here we all played um those uh, grand theft auto games we were underage we used to go to each other's houses and just run over and shoot people and laugh
1: and it was a great time yeah happy time and i didn't go out and actually do that in real life but um i don't know if this is a funny conversation because we started off and i was laughing about butts and then it became like a really serious conversation i still do think it still is fun, okay? Like, I understand that there's, like, a deeper conversation, but, like, does that preclude the fact that, like, having a controversy about butts in video games is not, like, at least a little bit funny to people?
0: Like... It's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, they had to get rid of butt shots in a video game. Like, that's, I just that's hilarious to me.
1: Yeah, I just... I, I still think there's humor in that. <laughs>
0: like, like it's, it's, it, it's bad. Like, we had the conversation, but the fact that you had to go in and, like, someone had to have a conversation, about, like, yeah, you know what, man? There's a lot of Miranda butts in this game. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to keep it or not? Like that's hilarious to me. Yeah,
1: like was there a butt removal team that had to go through the entire game and make sure that they removed every single
0: butt shot like you know the it butt was squad. 30 minute conversation on Miranda's butt.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Some people and sat
0: she, in a boardroom and talked about this character's butt and she was not included in the conversation at all and that's the, that's the most <laughs> affecting part about it, right? I'm sure that's true. Like Miranda didn't she, get It's probably any, a room full any... of dudes. <laughs> Or was it? Or is it because did they change it because there's more woman working not aware now? Maybe and again like I'm just talking out of
1: I'm talking out of my butt. Talking out of our butt. Talking out of our butts. Talking out of our butts about butts. All right, let's
0: move off of the butt train. And uh, (laughs) Give me Margaris' butt though. Can we just talk about more butt and that's it?
1: That's the main point. We're living in a, a fantasy world full of crazy aliens and like I'm focused on the like a human female's butt. Like, look at the wide variety of butts that were out there. Is it I a want to prompt, see some
0: if we aliens? Like, if we made all the aliens just super sexy, like big butts. Well, Tessara t- Leone
1: is pretty sexy. No, I think I, I mixed her name with Tara Leone. Liar is a Sony. Liar
0: is a Sony, yeah, that's her name. Um, She's pretty sexy. Yeah, but no butt shots. Did one? Were there butt shots? I don't think so. Liar was a different sexy. Liar was all intelligence. Like... That was it. Was a different type of sex. She video. also had like that Mandy Moore haircut, but it was made out of like tentacles. Yeah, and she, you know, she was she was gorgeous and beautiful, but man, she was she was she, she was running shit, man. Yeah, she knew like, what was up. She she Lea was the best character in that game. I just
1: okay, sorry. One last thing on Mass Effect. Every time I play it, Seth Green voices the pilot Joker. Yes, and which I think is funny. But I also love that even he is like super ripped. You know, he's like I don't think he ever stands. I think. Actually, is he in a wheelchair or something? I, I don't know. I think he is. I think he is too. But anyway, he's just jacked. Like, he's thinner, obviously, than the Shepherd, but, like, everyone in that game is ripped.
0: Yeah, they are. No, he's not in a wheelchair. I think he's just always in his pilot seat. Maybe that's um, what I'm
1: thinking, but I thought for some reason there was some
0: plot point about him being in a wheelchair. Maybe I'm I misremembering. Wrong, though. I don't I don't remember, but I just remember that he pulled a robot. So, he, Joker was the original WandaVision.
1: <laughs> that's amazing um all right one of the other things that's going on is the nemesis system that was to brought to prominence in the um what is it shadow of war what's the name of the series shadow of mordor but what's the name of the Wait. series so there's shadow of war and then there's shadow of mordor so is it just like the lord of the rings shadow series was <laughs> there an actual name for the series
0: shadow of the lord of the rings i don't know sure you, you're, you like the lord of the rings i don't know I like the Lord of the Rings, but I think you like these games more than I did. Um because yeah, of the nemesis system. Exactly.
1: Um, and WB Games has now patented this, which I feel like raised a lot of confusion because most of us don't understand game design at all. Or programming or computer science, especially of our generation. Maybe kids do a lot more nowadays. But I didn't even know this was something you could patent. And I'm still not entirely sure like how it works as a patent. Can you just describe the Nemesis system to people who, like, haven't played this
0: game, including myself, because, like, I played it for 10 minutes? So, basically, the ne- Nemesis system just breeds more personality into a video game. So, like, in Shadow of Mordor, you were just going around and just hacking up a bunch of orcs. Those orcs would be in control. There would be, like, generals and captains, and there's like, an old order system to the way that they had leadership. And you would just go around, and you would either conquer them, beat them, kill kill them. Uh, you could capture. I don't think you could capture them, actually. You can maim them, or they could beat you. And if they beat you, they would get. Uh, so based on your fights and based on your interactions with them, they could get new abilities, and they could become more powerful. So if you just continually went up against this one character the entire game, and he was continually beating you, he could essentially become the most powerful person in that game, and it. it, it basically becomes your nemesis in that game so it was just a way of adding your own story, more additional way of adding more <clears throat> storytelling to a video game
1: but so okay so then there's, there's my question then because i could just script all that out in a video game and just have it all work but the reason this is patented is because it's an ai program or like a computer program that automatically does these types of things i mean you still have to write the dialogue i guess for all these different scenarios but it automatically does this like like a mechanical system you do this the program puts it into this, and this is what happened, and that's what they patent. I'm looking at the patent application right now, and it has, like, figure drawings of a square. This thing happens. It leads to this thing. That can branch off to these two things. If that branch is fulfilled, then it branches off to these subsequent things, and that's sort of what they patented, which is funny to me because, like I said, you could just do all of this yourself and not have
0: an AI do it for you, and that wouldn't be patented, correct? But I, I, I'm very confused. I just don't think anyone could utilize anything close to this system. It's the same way, and I'm just looking at other, because I was interested and I was just like, I wonder what other things have been patented. And for example, like the Tekken combo tutorials have been patented. You don't see those type of tutorials in any Hmm. video games. The Dance Dance Revolution gamepad has patented. You don't see any use of any other dance, you know, there's no other Dance Dance Revolution that ever came out. The Dynasty Warriors battle mechanics, they're the only type of, which worked for them, right? because now they're able to make a Zelda-type um, of Dynasty Warriors game, or they're able to make a, a Persona 5-type Dynasty Warriors battle, battle mechanics game, and that's all coming from the same developer and publisher, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it, I, it's... And then the K- K- Katamari Damacy, I can never say that <laughs> game right. Like, their game mechanics is another thing that's patented, and you've never seen another game like that except by that developer. So it, it's interesting, right? Because um, I'm used to seeing game hardware patents like you're used to seeing playstation 5 patents yeah i was unaware until this story that you can patent actual game mechanics and software you know that's used for software right 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 so and you know on one end it yeah you need to go ahead and protect it you know, wb montreal or wb games is in the right they came up with a great system i don't think any other game you've seen other games try to use it, but they've never implemented it to the same extent. Like Assassin's Creed Odyssey used it. XCOM mm-hmm. has used it. So other games have used kind of used the idea of the system, and I wonder if they didn't deeply go into it because they knew this patent was coming down the line and they didn't want to risk a lawsuit. So cause, uh, one of our listeners, Riley, reached out and said that, well, no one else used it in the last five years, so them patenting it doesn't really affect anything. But I'm wondering if maybe you didn't see anyone fully go deep into the system because they knew they were trying to get this patent for the last week. Right, what, and WE has years. deep pockets and a lot of influence, so it's very possible that they just shut that down before you even got to hear about it. And yeah, who knows if they actually get the patent years down, what their legal team could do. If the legal team could go back and if a game fully implement it, could they remove that game from shelves? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if these smaller companies that u- utilize the system knew that in the long run and they kind of just backed off of it and never utilized it to its full extent. I am mean, I feel like Ubisoft is a small country, a company that can't.
1: <laughs> Poor sell, baby Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to spin this off into something that I don't think I've seen a lot of people talk about. And it's the fact that here's why this patent is good and why patents could be good. And I'm not saying just as a blanket statement, but this specific thing is good for it. If you patent something, it means that people can use it now. They just have to pay you so you're probably more likely actually to see it in other games maybe as long as people can pay for it but beyond that what's good is is that there's a major problem with preserving game history and i don't think people truly understand how dire it is or the fact that the industry does literally nothing to preserve itself and people act as if like not preserving history isn't a big deal it is a big deal and 20 years from now you don't get to get things back you don't realize at the time when it's happening like how little like you're actually keeping track of this stuff and we've lost lots of things from game history because there's no centralized body that is taking care of any of this stuff filing patents helps significantly in this because now it is filed with the u.s government and we can pull these patents and now we have actual tangible game history this is important for the industry especially as it continues to mature and it's just overlooked by everyone and it makes me crazy i feel like i'm shouting at clouds but it is important to preserve this stuff and these patents are incredibly helpful in doing that
0: yeah, I don't know anything about that, but that's a good point that you make, and you're one of those people that's all about preserving video game history because you're boring, but yeah, I'm just kidding. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very no, I'm kidding, it's a very important topic. It is topic. pretty boring, though. <laughs> well, it's a very important topic, and a lot of, like, you feel like, the reason why you feel like you're screaming in clouds is because a lot of people don't care about these more boring topics in gaming, right? right. And no one wants to cover these more boring topics in gaming because no one wants to read about it.
1: Right, but they're important. Like, whether
0: people read they're it or not, it doesn't matter, somebody should be doing this. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. And it's interesting because I didn't know how many patents were out there. A lot. Like <laughs> I didn't know that, uh, for example, what did I just read? Nintendo had a patent on the sanity systems since they published Eternal Darkness. And this is all coming from a PC Gamer article about the Warner Brothers filed, um, the Warner Brothers filing the patent on the Nemesis system. I didn't know Namco had a patent on their loading screen MIDI games. And I know that was a big complaint that I saw on Twitter. A lot of people were like, "Well, that's why you don't see mini games, uh, uh, loading screen mini games anymore because there, someone filed a patent on it and no one wants to pay them to do it." So, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't think anyone's dying because they can't. Because loading screens don't How exist anymore. You. So, um, but yeah, it's, and then it also looks like, in um, most recently, Bloober Team patented the medium's method of simultaneously playing and yeah. player video games. So that's pretty big.
1: Isn't it funny though that like something like Bloober Team doing that gets such little reaction from anybody and then this nemesis system happens and everyone gets like it's this huge story to people like you said patents happen all the time and no one gave a crap about any of these other ones
0: I think it's because the nemesis system was so popular and I think that was that's because that was this game system that people could understand right mm-hmm. um and i know and everyone played a lot of people play shadow mordor that was a very well that game sold very well i don't know how popular the medium's is doing um uh
1: it recouped its production value really quick but it's also it's a smaller team and it wasn't like a super expensive game compared to like a okay. kind of game i think it's doing moderately well for like a game i think it, it succeeded it exceeded a little bit of what its
0: expectations were but again those expectations were not super high because it's not a big game and like the nemesis system, and I think the medium again, people aren't covering video games like they were a few years ago when they actually focused on the development of games and they got mm-hmm. excited about it. And I think the Shadow Mortar was one of those last games that really got a highlight. Like there was, GameSpot was uh, covering them, IGN was covering mm-hmm. them, and that's when they were actually hiring people that <laughs> going there. That's when they actually you know they didn't give off their work to freelancers and they had they've actually paid people to go out there and cover these things. So I feel like there was a lot of eyes on the Shadow Mordor when it came out that first time. And that yeah. system was getting a lot of highlights.
1: And here's why it pisses me off from this perspective is, is that if consumers decide that I care more about the Nemesis system and that's why this story is getting more like traction because like consumers care about it so they're sharing it, that's fine. But if you're covering the industry and you only cover the ones that you think the people are going to care about, then you're not really covering anything. You're just covering... Your audience is dictating what you cover. And then you're not a journalist at that point. If you want to cover patents, then you should cover all patents. If you open a door of what your coverage is going to be, then you have to cover everything that is behind that door. You don't get to, like, open it and decide, like, well, we only do this one, and then we're never covering patents ever again. Unless somebody decides that, like, it's a big deal to them. That's ridiculous. It's the audience's decision to decide what goes viral, not your decision.
0: And, yeah. And I don't know how... I saw a lot of articles on this pop up last night, so I don't know if just one article got a lot of tracking and then a bunch of other outlets just jumped on it. But that's
1: exactly what happens. It's that yeah. one person covers it, everyone's like, oh, well, that's a big deal, so I guess we all have to cover this now.
0: A- except you've of- never
1: covered this before, and you have no one on your staff who understands patent law or understands law and any... Like, I don't know if there's any legal... Uh, there are no legal reporters at any
0: video game outlet that I've seen. No, I, and... Um, that's a very good point, yeah, because... That would be interesting. I would love to hear more legal stories on video games. But, well, yeah. they cover yeah.
1: things when they decide to cover them, but they don't like cover it. on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, that's true. And I don't know who broke this. Um, I don't. I don't think it was. It might have been PC Gamer. I know yeah. the PC Gamer broke that they filed the patent, and PC Gamer is usually the who I see covers patents and things like that. But
1: yeah, because this was a. Uh, this is often happens too. Is like it'll it'll be covered in a small capacity, by like, more like a more niche. Um, publication, my Roomba just started so it's going to make noise and I'm going to have to yell at it Um, it, uh, yeah I'm super rich I have a robot vacuum Uh, (laughs) it's covered by a niche outlet and then people see that that got a little bit of traction and then it kind of rolls out over a week until like a big place like an IGN or a Kotaku, whatever the hell it is decides to write like the definitive piece of like the end of the story without having
0: covered any of the minutia that led up to it I need to go turn off my Roomba, one second Okay. And you know, we—I I just wanted to bring it up because the Nemesis system was a great system, and I wanted to talk about patents mm-hmm. because that is something that not is not—we don't—we never talked about it. And I don't think it gets explored more. And you know, I was being doom and gloom, but you know, patents that were put out about video games—we still had, you know, like <laughs> Katamari. <laughs> Why Demets, can't you say it? For example, I don't know. For example, like we still got Donut County, so we still had games that utilize the same gameplay, and mm. you know, we could still get games that utilize the Nemesis system. Uh, but it, you know it's interesting it's interesting to see that companies go and pay big money to uh, patent these everything right that's something that I don't think about I think like I said hardware software all the time but you don't think about these systems getting patented like these actual systems in games getting patented
1: yeah um, I don't think they're a bad thing frankly no, I think I agree, that they I agree have more benefit you. than and I detriment
0: i didn't know what you were saying like i didn't know all that i didn't know that it's a way to preserve you know what i mean so if any way to preserve any type of work that's done on these video games i think we need to catalog it and if that's another way to catalog it so i I don't know i'm not legal so i don't know anything about i never been to law school so i don't know anything about patents i don't know, i can't tell you about the benefits and the negatives and they expire anyway right yeah i mean so after, there's expire. like a statue of limitations
1: for a lot yeah. of these things it's different one-to-one like there's not like a a uniform thing for all patents
0: yeah. So, yeah. Whatever. It's cool. It's cool. Good for you, Shadow Mordor. Congratulations. Way to go. Proud to the of you. Guys. Games. Please use the nemesis system more. Like, if you're gonna patent it, use it more. Like, please put it in Gotham Knights. I feel like please. that's the other side of this. That is important is that if you have now patented it then you should be using it all the time and like we're going to see more games using this awesome system are really we likes we RB should we should it's been around for years and everyone has been touting it for years but it seems like it hasn't been utilized well at all and i mean gotham knights would be the perfect game to put this system in and i know there were rumors about it being added but then it got debunked really quick but so I mean, why?
1: Like, why would you not? Right? Like, it's like what I you're mean, saying. I mean, guess that's it's just a
0: perf- perfect. game to put it in, like, right. You know, you could do it in the Suicide Squad game to make that game appealing because that game just looks like it's a Gotham Knights. I forgot right? that game existed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I think at Hogwarts Legacy, I don't see how you implement it there, but because uh, those are their big three coming out right now. I mean, even James Bond is WB producing. I think WB is um, producing that game. Um, yeah well here's
1: the flip side of it right is that if you start to use it way too much and like trying to squeeze it into all these games then that becomes an issue you don't want it to yeah just and i'm not saying everything. we
0: need to use it in all these games i'm just trying to think of like the most like, where it's a fit right
1: the batman one makes it. the most sense to me or the suicide squad is also like a good one you yeah, would think but, yeah
0: i think gotham Knights is perfect because you can have like these specific gang yeah. leaders in different places and you're get the personality yeah well you're not batman in this game oh you're sorry like, excuse me either yeah, nightwing um, or the hell jason todd I don't know. Was I mean, Robin. J- Drake. Who cares? Tim Drake. <laughs> and then uh, Barbara Gordon. I know her because Batwoman's the only. or Batgirl. Batgirl. That matters, yeah. How Batgirl's dare person. you? Let, let me tell you all about Batman. And then Boring Ass Nightwing. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I would be playing as Batgirl, but I think that would be perfect. Like, you give. Each section, game, it's, it's just a way to add personality to a video game. I don't know why you wouldn't do it.
1: Yeah, well, there like, you go. Free especially ideas. Especially an action
0: game. Like, you're beating up countless people, like, and they're all saying the same thing. Like, give them personality. It's frustrating, man. Yeah, Spider-Man games. Yeah. I like those games. Yeah, I do, but good
1: God, it's like, how many times can I press X and Y, like, over and over, X and Y, X and triangle, whatever
0: system I played that game on it was repetitive square square, triangle dude it really
1: was just like at the end of that game good god
0: yeah Yeah, I get you I get you how many um, warehouses can you take out yeah but wouldn't it be great if there is one NPC that you particularly struggled with and every time he beat you you would get so frustrating and you were just chasing him around the map and then that's what you spent your afternoon doing just taking him down I mean that's that's exactly what the nemesis system did for shadow mortar you were able to tell your own story i want more spite in video games there's not enough spite yes and not enough frustration anymore yeah let me break my controller over something
1: yeah or start something piss can. me off let me take you back to the days of playing driver on the ps2 oh my god ew, ew. why that ew. game no, no game has ever made me as angry as that game made me yeah because that game played terribly oh it's terrible it's a piece of garbage and like you yeah. would do it like perfectly and it would still fail
0: and that game made, so and hard then it would
1: mock too. you it would mock
0: you all the time. That game was super hype too. I remember when that game, before that game came out, everybody was like, oh yeah, Driver 2, Driver 2. Because it did have an interesting system in that game too. Wait, Driver 2 was a good one. Driver 3 was a bad one, I thought. Was it? I don't remember. Was Driver 3 the one that you got, uh, it lets you leave the car and did you nothing? Maybe. All I remember is being pissed off. I think there was Driver 3. Driver 3 was a garbage one. Driver 2 was a good one. I think you're wrong. What was the game where you were, is that the game where you were a stunt driver? was that i think that was driver yeah yeah it's right right yeah 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 i think that was a series we asked so many questions that we could just like easily google i'm googling it but i'm I'm, i don't see i just remember driver driver three being the really bad one
1: yeah i don't know and driver one and driver i just remember breaking a controller playing that game when i was like 14 or 15 whenever the hell that game came out and it
0: made me angry yeah it should make you angry
1: yeah. Well, anyway, we're running out of time here, but I want to thank everybody for listening to the Donkey Kong part Donkey Kong part, uh, Con part I can't Whoa. say it now. Yeah, Donkey Con no, podcast. This. Don yeah. Donkey Con artist podcast. What the hell is the name of our podcast? <laughs> I think that's
0: it. We've done this 50 times.
1: So I know you I think i would be better at it. Just change the name. Bobby. Yeah. 50 episodes. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh we appreciate it and we love you. If you want to hey. talk to us, we're on the interwebs and you can find us pretty much anywhere. And we are pretty much everywhere that podcasts are available. We're on Spotify. Not, not everywhere. We're just
0: on Spotify and iTunes and SoundCloud. Wow, just undercut me like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll undercut you all I want. <laughs> it's Biden's America, baby. <laughs> all right, thank you, everybody. We love you guys. Love you. Bye.